0: Amen. I was kind of uh, struggling with the title of this message, but uh, what I want to talk about today is: Do not allow earthly things to cripple your faith. Do not allow the things of this earth cripple your faith. And the reason why, and the reason why, is because the army of the Lord is dependent on your faith. Yes. 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 The army of the Lord is dependent upon your faith, and I want to show you that today. Because when you're strong, you increase in somebody else's faith. Because of your faith, somebody else's faith is encouraged. Somebody else can be stronger. So do not allow these earthly things, the things you see on this earth, and the earthly things you face to cripple your faith. Because there is somebody in need. Of a testimony of your word. Are you with me? Let's start off with Psalms chapter 34 verse 7. Psalms chapter 34 verse 7. It says the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. Now, that word fear, I want us to make sure that we understand that that's not a trembling fear of Jesus, of God. It's not a uh, I'm scared of him type of fear like you uh, go to a haunted house fear, right? But this is a fear saying that, God, I respect that you are stronger and more powerful than anything I'm facing right now. This is, a, this is a fear of the Lord that whatever I'm facing right now, whatever trial I'm going through, they need to be afraid of you. Yes, sir. I, I, I don't think y'all heard Come me. I, 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 I want us to make sure that we understand whatever is standing up against whatever. us, that we have the, have the mindset is that I should not be afraid, but I fear the Lord and it should fear the Lord that God is more stronger than whatever I face here on this earth. Because he encamps around me. I want everyone to just kind of just squeeze yourself. He encamps around me. Huh? He's around us. Can, can we just picture that today? That his power and his spiritual and his love and his kindness, it encamps around us. Sometimes we forget that. That he's here. That he's around us. And we have to be reminded. And I pray that you're reminded today that he encamps. Around us. In Hebrews chapter 12, starting in verse 1, it says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, all right? And what that means is so great a cloud of witnesses is what the Bible is referring to is that all of the examples that were in the Old Testament through the New Testament of what God has done in their life. And the Bible is saying that we are surrounded by the cloud of witnesses, meaning of faith, of how God brought them through, of how God excelled them, of how God helped them get above the mountaintop. Amen. Of how God uh, encouraged them and built them while they were going through their trial and tribulation. And so the Bible is saying that we are surrounded by that faith. And that faith is encouraging to us and say, if God did it for Moses, if God did it for Jacob, if God, amen? If God God did it for him, he would do it for, for, for me. Aren't you a child of the Most High? So if he did it for them, guess what? He's going to do it for you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Y'all better believe. Y'all believe it? Yes. Surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. So he said, then the, then the word of the Lord says, let us lay aside every weight. Every weight. Meaning that all of the burdens... And the weight that is holding you down, because you cannot go to your job and you can't shop at Walmart and you can't go shop in the mall and, and look for that nice dress or that nice shirt or that nice, and or those nice shoes and and, 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 and have a mindset to say, Lord God, whoever comes around me, let me be a benefit, let me be a testimony to their life. Speak to my heart so that maybe I can share something awesome for them to be saved, to be set free. Amen? But when you have a burden or a weight on your shoulder, you cannot see what people are facing. You can't spiritually see what they're going through. You can't spiritually feel the tug from your heart. Why? Because you're so burdened down with the weight. And when you're burdened down, all you can do is look down. free. huh? Whenever, whenever there's too much weight, what do you do, slump? And you look down and you cannot see what people are facing. And it's important even as as we teach our young people to keep their spiritual eyes and their heart open because there are so many things our young people are facing today. There are so many things people are facing overall, and we don't want to be a a, a person that is so bogged down with our stuff that we can't speak lightly to somebody else. Mm. The earthly things. The enemy is trying to kill, steal, and destroy. He's trying to destroy the saints. He's trying to bow down the saints because he doesn't want the army of the Lord to grow. Because he's afraid of what might happen if he grows. And so the Bible says the word of the Lord is telling us lay aside every weight. And then he says, lay aside the sin which is so easily, can easily entangle us. See, all of this weight and all of the sin can entangle us. And it can get us wrapped up to where we can't run anymore, to where people cannot see what God is doing in our life. But when we're tangled up by the weight of God, by the weight of this world and the sin of this world, when we're holding on to things and saying, not saying and not along with God, say, God, take this stuff out of me. That should be our prayer. God, take this stuff out of me. I don't want it. Because it's entangling us. And when it entangles us, we can't do what God has asked us to do. It says, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author. Listen, uh, listen. Jesus is the author. He's writing this book. All right? He's the author and finisher of whose faith? God, is Jesus is writing the book of our faith, and he's the finisher of our faith. And as we continue to move forward in God, the finishing result is I win. The finishing result is victory over all things. And so who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Through the shame, through it all, through the cross, he endured so he could finish our faith. He did this so we could stay strong. He went through this so he could save our life and we can stay strong and knowing who he is. So others can be saved and be set free. So today I want to really get into Second Kings chapter 6. There's a war going on. Yes, sir. sir. It's a war that is happening, and I want you to know there's a spiritual war happening here in our community, in our life, and wherever we are. There's a spiritual warfare going on. But in this particular scripture, there's a physical war going on. All right. And and not only that, we've experienced physical wars wars as well. All right. Physically, earthly things that have happened to us. All right. So in 2 Kings chapter six, a war is going on. Um, and ancient Aram, that's how the name is pronounced, was at war with Israel. And I want you to know that everyone hates Israel. All right. Every country around Israel, they are hated because uh, for one thing, they are chosen as God's people. And, and, and another thing is that God has favor, has favor upon Israel. And they did not like the fact that Israel was so great and so mighty. And so now this army was coming against them, the army of Aram. Alright? And and the king of Aram was dis- disturbed that the prophet Elisha uh-huh. was able to predict yes, where Aram's army was planning to go. Uh-huh. Mm. My goodness. Yes, Elisha had the ability to determine exactly where Aram's army was going. And so therefore, the the Israelites was able to plan according to what Elijah saw within the spiritual realm. Now, he didn't physically see this, but God was filtering him and building him and showing Elijah exactly what the enemy was doing. And I want you to understand and know is that when we're in that secret place of God, and when we're in that hidden place with God, I want you to know is that God will show us a direction on when to go and where to go. He will tell us when to be still and when to move. Amen. He will tell us exactly who to talk to and who not to talk to. He will guide our hearts in the midst of our trials and tribulation. Yeah, we may go through something, but I'm thankful I've got a God that can show me where to go and where to turn to make it through my song. Are right, y'all with me? today. And so the enemy is disturbed by this. And I want you to know today that Satan is disturbed when we're in that hidden place of God, when we're in that security of God, when we know our faith. He's disturbed by that. The enemy is disturbed by that. And so Aram's army was planning to go warning Israel's king. So that he could devise Israel's army's strategy, Aram's king, Aram's king decided to send a large group of soldiers to the city of Dothan, Dothan, to capture Elijah, so that he would be able to help Israel win the war. My God! Not, so. It's he's like I, I don't care about. Uh, This particular army anymore. I'm focusing on the one that has the faith. I'm focusing on the one that, that has the ability to see the strategy that I have. That's why the enemy is attacking marriages. That's why the enemy is attacking the father. That's why the enemy is attacking the home. Why? Because if the home becomes a strategy, because when When we're lined up with God and Jesus Christ, when we're lined up with who he is, he begins to tell us and teach us how to teach our children, oh my God, to teach our children how to to run and move past the enemy, how to move around what the enemy is planning for our children's life, how the enemy is trying to disturb and disrupt. Our children's life how is he trying to disrupt our wives lives our husband's life he is looking and he's trying to plan but when the home is lined up yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Am, strategies strategies can be done what we can build, and encourage one another you know the term of big mama in the house name? man big mama everybody go to big mama Everybody go to, why do they go to Big Mama? Because that's where they find the encouragement. That's where they find the build. Big Mama could be going through, but yet it's still, Big Mama can still show off some faith. Big Mama might be dealing with dialysis. Big Mama might be dealing with cancer, but yet it's still, she can call you on the phone and build you up to a place where you can say, yes, I can. Huh? And it was was something that everybody, everybody in their family had that person where they go to. And so the enemy, the enemy would try to attack the strategist. He would try to attack the one that can build everybody else. Mm -hmm. I want you to know today that God wants to use you to be the strategist. For your family, for your sons, for your daughters, for your cousins, for your aunties, for your husband, for your wife. For your loved ones. For your friends. Oh God. But because you are the strategist the enemy has a concern. So he wants to cause havoc in your life. So you can be weighted down and burdened down to where you can't spread the love and the faith that's in your life. Oh God. So he sent soldiers to the city of Dothan to capture Elijah. In verses 14 and 15, it says he described what happened. He described what happened next is that then he sent horses and chariots. Right. Oh, my gosh. Not only did he send soldiers, but he's like, we are going to get this brother. Really? Huh? <laughs> we, we are going to not only send soldiers, but we're going to send horses and chariots and a strong force there. I want you to know is that when you're in your faith and when you're in the Lord, the enemy will try to send a strong force to break you down. There is somebody around you. I don't know who it is. There might be somebody on your job that needs your faith, that needs you to be strong, that needs you to be encouraged, but the enemy will send a strong force so you cannot be So, you will not be the strategist and the person to build somebody else in their life. He will send a strong discouragement, a strong burden in your life. Oh God, so you cannot be the strategist in someone's life. So, you can't help them and build them and encourage them on what they're facing in their life. That's like North Korea got America, uh, the army of the United States to worry about, but they say, we're sending an army for sister father's. Huh? We're going to send forces, we're about to send nuclear bombs wherever she at to in Wisconsin. A- Amen? This is, this, this is what they're looking at. They're not looking at the army overall, but they're looking at that one man with faith. The individual with faith. And some of us can get so discouraged sometimes when we're going through. And we want to throw in the towel. But don't throw in the towel. I'm encouraging you today to stay strong. Stay encouraged. Why? Because you have been chosen as a strategist. You have been chosen to stay strong. To stand tall. In the name of Jesus. Listen, this army, they went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the the man of God got up And went out early the next morning. An army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Now, Elisha had this uh, servant, right? He had the servant with him. And now, all of a sudden, the servant wake up. Can you imagine that? You wake up, and a whole army is around your house. Huh? Surrounding the chariot, All because they want you. Huh? All all the the SWAT team, everything. Everybody surrounding surrounding your house with guns blazing, ready to go. Surrounding your house because they want you because you are the strategist. You are the one that's disrupting the plans of the enemy. (laughs) You are the one disrupting the plans of the enemy or what he's trying to do in the loved ones life around you or people that are around you. You are the one, you are the issue for the enemy and he's trying to do all that he can to make you too tired, to make you weak. Oh God, to discourage you because he sees what you can do in someone else's life. Oh God. So he said, This servant is scared now. The servant is worried. He says, Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asks. The servant is like, We done. I can imagine that servant is like, what did I get myself into? Do I really want to be under Elisha? <laughs> Maybe I should have been under somebody else. This is crazy. He got a whole army after him. And so now the servant is scared. He's worried about what is getting ready to happen and being surrounded by a large army with no escape. Everyone say no escape. escape. Sometimes you can feel like there's no escape from the the hardships and the stress and the depression that surrounds your life. Sometimes you feel like there's no escape and the servant was terrified. He says, who at at this point could see only the earthly things? Everyone say earthly things. The servant could only see what was going on on the surface. The servant could only see what was happening around them, the earthly things that was going on. And, And because he could only see the earthly things, he was afraid that this was it. That this is the end, and the weight and the burden entangled him, and he stopped believing in what God could do. Now I'm pretty sure he saw Elijah walk on water. I'm pretty sure he saw Elijah heal. I'm pretty sure he saw Elijah do some amazing and some some spectacular things. But at this point in time, it got to a place where he said, "I don't know, Elijah. This is it." And I'm pretty sure we've been through that. Where we've seen God do some miraculous things. Where we've seen God excel us and push us forward. Where we've seen God do some healing in our life. Where we've seen God pull us through and bring us through. But there are some things that we've seen earthly that have faced that we have faced, And we say, I don't know about this. And we got discouraged. Huh? And so now this servant is seeing only the earthly things. And the story continues in verse 16 and 17. And Elijah said, listen, listen, listen. Slow your world. Up. You know, you have to tell people. <laughs> you have to tell people sometimes. You know, some people come around you like, man, you going through this? Oh, you doing this? Oh, this going on? Oh, my gosh. Do you see what's happening? Oh, do you see what's going on here over this country? Do you see what's happening around? Do you see? Sometimes you got to say, oh, 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 oh. I'm slow down. Don't, don't, don't. I don't need you to be speaking all that to me. Huh? I don't need you to be speaking all that negativity right now. Hold on. Hold on. You have to stop it in the mud. Don't let people keep talking negative. Don't let people keep talking that stuff in your mind and your heart. Huh? Elijah said, wait, well, hey, hold up. Hold on. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. He says, Those who are with us are more than those who are with them and so Elijah began to pray He said God please open this man's eyes please open his eyes so he can see that you got me please open his eyes to see who I'm working with please open his eyes to see who's got my back oh my God he said God I'm praying I'm praying that you open up his See, Elijah's faith, his faith was so strong. He was such in tune in the hidden place of God that he wasn't going to allow none of these earthly things to affect his mood. He was not not going to allow none of these earthly things to affect what he was going through. And he was not going to allow people to speak in his life to discourage him on what was going on in the earthly times. Oh, my God. And I'm going to encourage you today. Don't let nothing discourage you. Don't let nothing keep you down. I want you to tell yourself, don't be afraid. You need to tell your loved ones, don't be afraid. You need to tell somebody, don't be afraid. Open up your spiritual eyes. Oh God. Mm-hmm, Jesus, I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. Those who are with us is more than those who are against us. Open up his eyes, Jesus. Open up his eyes, God, so he can see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and he saw hills full of horses, full of chariots, of fire all around Elijah. He looked around, he said, oh my God, look at this. We have an army On our back. We have an army that is with us. We have an army greater than the army that's against us. It's full of fire. I want to let you know today that whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, whatever's trying to bog down upon you, there is a fire that surrounds you. There is an army that is surrounding you. There is an army that is surrounding you, building you up with peace and joy and love and understanding. He is fighting for your case. He is fighting for your struggle. He is fighting for you right as you speak. It may look bleak right now, but I promise you today that God is surrounding you. These angels are surrounding you. His angels are surrounding you. His angels are surrounding you. I told I told my daughter, my daughter, my daughter almost got in three accidents yesterday, and I'm like, I don't know how she's driving without us. She almost hit me twice. She almost hit me. I said, Lord, no, and every time he came up, I said, the grace of God, the grace of God, the grace of God. I know God is keeping me. Huh? Is she a good driver? But I was like, the grace of God that my daughter had not gotten into an accident, and it's not just her, it's the people that drive around her, too. It's by the grace of God, somebody is protecting Jesus. The grace of God. Bible scholars believe that these angels were in charge of the horses and chariots of fire on the surrounding hills, ready to protect Elijah and his servant. So listen, because Elijah's faith and belief that that this army was surrounding him and protecting him, as soon as this army would try to make a move upon him, as soon as they would try to come in and disrupt their life and disrupt who, who they are, Elijah knew that God was ready to push that red button. Yes, sir. Go get him. <laughs> huh? Oh and and I, I want you to know today is that people have to be careful on how they treat the men and women of God. <laughs> Listen, and it's not that God is a hitman and you don't want nobody to get hurt in the process, but God protects his own. I want you to know today that there's no man within the world can do nothing to the child of God of the Most High. You have to believe by faith that you are protected, that God sees you, that God makes moves. He will move people out the way for his glory to go forth. He will move things out of the way for his glory to go forth. He will change the heart of man. Change their mind. He will oh God. God is in control. Ready to protect. Through Elijah's prayer, his servant gained the ability to see. Oh Jesus. I want you to understand is that through Elijah's faith. Because Elijah didn't get discouraged, that his faith jumped onto his servants foot oh, It began to increase the servant. The servant was like, I bet you the servant got to the door, like, come on! Y'all! Like. At first he was afraid, but now like, I'll bring it on. Y'all don't see this. Y'all don't see what's going on around me. Y'all don't see these cherries and fire. Come on, come on! Come on, please! Come on! Come on! Come on. Now he seems like, oh my God, we, we can do it. We can make it. We can overcome. Through Elijah's prayer, his servant gave the ability to see not just the physical dimensions, but also the spiritual dimensions, including the angelic army. I want you to know and understand, even though it physically looks crazy, it looks like you can't make it. It can't overcome, but there's a spiritual dimension. That overtakes the physical dimension. Uh, Yeah! I'm so glad I'm in the hidden place of God. Jesus. Verses 18 and 19 then records as the army came down toward him, Elijah prayed to the Lord. Hmm, strike the army with blindness. (laughs) You know what? Some of us gotta be, y'all gotta be careful. Elijah. Elijah had a problem. Hmm, what should I do? I can't imagine. Cripple them. Uh, mm, chop off their heads. <laughs> what? He had the power to second what he wanted done to the army? But listen, Elijah knew the will of God. So when he spoke, he didn't speak, he didn't speak out of anger. He didn't speak out of hate. He didn't he didn't want God to be a hitman. He knew the purpose of God is to make sure that love. Conquers over everything. He knew that God is because he wanted to make sure that God's peace will conquer it all. He wanted to make sure that it make it known that God's heart is a God of love and kindness and gentleness and self-control. And so he wouldn't have the heart and desire to destroy and cut down and and and, and, and cripple the army. But he wanted them to, to see the love of God at this place. He wanted to see and disrupt the hate that was going on. So he said, Lord God strike them with blindness right now because right now they cannot see they cannot see that they're trying to cause war and havoc right now and so he struck them with blindness so he struck them with blindness and elijah had asked elijah uh, elijah told them this is not the road and this is not the city now i want to go back a little bit now elijah His faith, the reason why it was so encouraging to see this is because Elijah had a teacher named Elijah. All right. Now, Elijah been in this situation before. Elijah was in a situation to where the whole army of Jezebel was coming to get him and take him down. Now, Elijah got to a place in his life where he said, God, take my life. I'm ready to die. Now, I'm pretty sure Elijah began to share with Elisha what he went through in his experience. And he said, listen, Elisha. Do not do the same mistakes I've been. Do not do the same things I've done. I gave up to a point where I threw in the towel and said, God has no power. That God cannot do this. I might as Lord just take my life and just I'm just ready to die because I see no hope here. So I'm pretty sure he taught Elijah to hold on to your faith. And I'm pretty sure he passed his own. So now, now that the situation has came up again, now that it came up to the forefront, now Elijah can speak out of faith and encouragement and power because he learned from somebody else's experience. I want you to know to open up your ears to the testimonies. Learn from the experiences. Learn from them so that the next time when you go through it, you know to speak in faith and in power, Jesus. Oh God, have mercy. And so now, Elijah, verse 20, describes Elijah praying for the soldier's sight to be restored. After he blinded them, he took them to the city of uh, 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 Samaria where his, the king of Israel was. And he brought them before him. Now, they were in a position where they all could have just died. And they could have just took them out. They could have killed them. And then he opened their eyes. And all of a sudden, they were surrounded by the army of Israel. By the, the Israel army. Amen. And now he, they're surrounded. Now they open their eyes. And they're before the king of Israel. And they're like, they thinking, like, this is the dead. We we we're trying, we We're trying to take Israel out. We we're trying to kill them. We we're trying to destroy them. And now we open up our eyes and now we're before the king of Israel and Elijah, who he we was trying to take out. So can you imagine the fear that they were going through? But like I said before, God is a God of love and peace. And he wanted to show them something. So they could finally see Elijah and also the king of Israel who was with them. Verses 21 and 23 says, describe Elijah and the king showing mercy to the army, holding a feast for the soldiers to build friendship between Israel and Aram. Verse 23 ends by saying the bands from Aram stopped the raiding on Israel's territory. They stopped messing with Israel because they saw how great their God is. I want you to know is that through your love, through your kindness, stay holding on to your faith. There are people that need to see, yeah, while I'm going through, I'm still strong, I can still make it. I have a God that surrounds me. I have a God that protects me. I have a God that loves me. And what are you going to do is draw them from the, the mindset of always battling and fighting these earthly things. And now they can see the victory that God can have over their life. But first, you have to toss off the weight off of your shoulders. You have to stand flat-footed. Can I say Can I go old school? Flat-footed. Flat-footed. And say, God, I'm I'm movable. Huh? And say, God, you got me. So other people can see the power of God in your life. And then you can build a friendship. Mm. Then you can build a friendship with those individuals that don't know God. Don't get discouraged if they talk about you, if they spit on your face, if they don't like you at first. Keep showing them love and kindness because they're going to see the power of God work through your life and it's going to change their life. Do you see how their lives will change? Do you see how the relationship changed? Because Elisha didn't allow the earthly things to affect you. He stayed strong in the faith. Let us say it.